0: Yeah,
1: your gamers role. http://radio.com Begin transmission of d Radio. Welcome back to Geekhead Radio, this is your one-stop podcast for all the half-assed geek news in the world, or at least in the greater United States of America. This is one of your three hosts, Preacher23, also known as Aaron.
2: Good evening folks, it's Perrin, I'm back to cause havoc once again.
3: And this is Courtney, I'll do my best to prevent those two drunks from causing havoc. I'm not drunk Yet. Yet.
1: Yeah, uh, and I'm Brew, and uh, I could care less what they do. So there. <laughs> now we have with us. He he, he likes to, to to go by Brew in every capacity, but uh, he is Josh Carr.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, that might help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now the only reason why I want to bring that up is that he has begun to write articles for GeekheadRadio.com. Uh, do recall that uh, we actually do have a uh, website, and and it it's going. It's coming along
3: i'm just there are trying to. articles keep... on it you should read them
1: especially yes yes especially the kickstarter pages i i agree <laughs> there's at least three of them right now <laughs> and 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 help poor clayton out he, he gets very discouraged sometimes so visit the page visit it often and and harass him on the page just so he knows that you care <laughs> I just, I just love people who touch my webpage.
2: page. <laughs> Can you show
1: me on the internet where he touched you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. But we're going to get to brew here a little bit more in the skewed news. We have got one hell of a digital projection because we are going to be covering all the juicy bits of goodness that came out of San Diego Comic-Con 2013. Right on the heels of our survival guide that we brought up, well, eh, a week and a half ago. It took us a little bit. There was some, some real-life tragedy that occurred that kept that episode from going up as quickly as it should have. And I do apologize, but sometimes real life knocks you for a loop. So, um, in the meantime, if you can't hear us on the podcast or you're not listening to us live, how else can you reach us, Clayton? Well, as we mentioned
2: before, you can hit us up on geekheadradio.com, and through that page, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and iTunes. Um, and
1: Keep going. Okay. But
2: do a dance while you do it. I've <laughs> started dancing. If you uh, need to get in touch with us directly, you can get... Uh, uh, in touch with us through uh, our email addresses at geekheadradio.com. Just send an email to Aaron, Clayton, or Courtney. If you want to talk to us specifically, or if you want to hit us all together, you can send it to geekheadradio at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can uh, track us down at geekhead Aaron, Clayton, and Court. And uh, we are posting stuff all the time, and you can keep up to date on the latest news from around the webs that
1: way. And uh, don't forget, we're also part of the D20 Radio Network, and you can reach us um, on our little sub-forum, www.d20radio.com forward slash forums, and look at us under Variety Podcasts. Do it. Do it now. Do it. It makes us feel good. It touches us in the good places.
3: Are you guys sure you're not drunk yet?
1: (laughs) We will be. Speaking of, maybe we should talk about the, 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 the drink of the show. so just so we can prove that there is alcohol involved not that we haven't already done that uh Clayton what are you drinking today
2: I am enjoying my favorite adult beverage which is vanilla rum and root beer
1: ooh and and I'm consuming my coffee based porter that I made and it's it, it it's delicious um yeah it's it's good and it's alcoholic eh.
3: And it's alcohol. Yes. And as the as the <laughs> Geekhead radio designated driver, this evening I have a, uh, a a Diet Limeade from Sonic with bonus tater tots. Isn't it? Ah! Not in it. No.
1: That would be gross. You never know a Sonic.
3: Yeah, well, it's true. <laughs> I wanted to stop at, at Steak and Shake and, you know, rub it in that I was I stopping hate, at Steak I and Shake, but didn't have time. Hate you! Yeah, well, sometime.
1: I suppose that's good. I don't know what Steak and Shake is. No, it's Over. bad that you don't <laughs> know what Steak and Shake is. But... So, uh, uh... Are you drinking? Or I have a longboard. That counts, right? Somewhere? A longboard? If, if yeah, it's, it's a beer. A oh. oh, beer counts. <laughs> yeah. Yes, always counts. Loverly. Alright. Well, I think... Since we've kind of got that out of the way, and uh, I I think we need to talk a little bit more about uh, Kickstarter and uh, the joys of it, because Kickstarter is a wonderful, wonderful program? Community? It's there to... Crowdsource. Yes. Crowdsourcing website where you can fund numerous projects. Um, And great if you can't get financial backers and if you want more creative control. Um, And a lot of people know about Kickstarter, but it's hard to sort through it. So we tapped into Brew's vast knowledge of Kickstarter to kind of start educating our listeners on different projects. So they didn't have to do what Brew does, just sit there and click mindlessly.
0: Yeah, I really wish they would change their user interface. Hell yes. <laughs> so, it, it, although I, I have to admit it, it does really well in making you get lost. So <laughs> that you know, might be the goal, just, right? You never know. And two hours into it, you're looking at you know Pokemon, and you're just like, why is somebody trying to kickstart Pokemon again? And you know, it, it makes no sense how you even got there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so because you have been helping us uh kind of sort that through quite a bit, um what are some of the uh well, what is it that you're trying to offer in the articles? Because um there seemed to be a theme going on, and uh had I given myself a moment to think about it, I would have had the music ready for it. But
2: <laughs>
0: uh Well, Basically, there there are three uh, little little articles that I throw out. Um, I'm trying to work up to getting them every two weeks, uh, but right now that that hasn't exactly been happening because it's convention season, people. Oh yeah, and that's really important. Which is uh, another reason why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> um. So basically, I've got three sets. One's the good, and that's basically where I come in and and I say, you know, hey, look, this is the one that I want to actually contribute to. I've got the bad, which is the one that I would like to contribute to, but I'm kind of hesitant because I really just am not sure if it's going to make it, and ultimately, that's really what the goal is of uh, being a crowd funder. I'm not sure if that's the right way of saying it, but uh, you know, you want this project to go, and if it's not going to fund itself with other people, then why would you contribute your money? Uh, and then there's the ugly, which is kind of, uh, just the really mundane things that you don't want to see on Kickstarter. And then also, you know, I'll throw in a few things where I wish I had seen it in time in order to, you know, really contribute to it, but couldn't because I didn't find it in time.
3: No. Hmm. That happens to me way too
1: much. Oh, that happens all the time.
3: <laughs> I, I have managed to successfully not contribute to a single Kickstarter because all of the good ones I wanted to, I find a day late.
1: Well, and I, I rely mean, so heavily on other people posting these things on Facebook. So this was part of the reason why I'm like, I need to know about these projects.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um,
1: yeah, and you know the perfect example of that is the uh, the D20 Radio one. Ah, uh,
0: yes. Oh. I just found out about it. Yesterday,
1: I think. It was. No kidding. I <laughs> contributed got, I to that in the first couple left. of hours, but
0: yeah, it's got four days
1: to go. Sorry if the music's a little loud. There we go. <laughs> so,
2: uh, do you have a uh, uh, some suggestions on what we should what what we should look at as far as? making that decision point as far as what we should contribute to and what we shouldn't?
0: Well, obviously, that's completely up to you since it is your money. Um, But one of the major things that I look at is the goal. Um, If you're looking at a project that you could probably fund on your own for, let's say, nothing... They shouldn't be asking for a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> um, and there are a lot of kickstarters, a lot of them on here that you know they just they ask for way too much, and you know that they're not going to make it. You know they 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 can't possibly make it. Or the other problem is uh, their their pledges are way too low, and their goal is way too high. And so you're you can contribute twenty pledges yourself and still not even dent their goal. Uh, that's the main thing that I really look at for a lot of these Kickstarters.
1: And, and and I know that there's been a bit of controversy around. I mean, we have the Veronica Mars uh, movie as a prime example where it posted itself on Kickstarter and got millions of dollars, which is kind of defeating the purpose because that's, that, that's pretty much a studio backed or should have been a studio backed project mm-hmm. um, so sometimes yeah. it, there's some question of does this really need to be used to fund something or can they just get the capital somewhere else
3: I know there were yeah. a lot of people on the interwebs that were displeased about that and I guess Zach Braff did one did one too That yeah, yeah
0: he d- defeated the purpose he did one for Garden State too, I believe. Yes. or What he was toting was the sequel of Garden State, without actually calling it that in title. Oh no, God! Mm-hmm. Somebody, uh, somebody
1: thinks he should make another one of those pieces of shit.
3: <laughs> Apparently, yes. Nah.
0: Apparently, that was his uh, his big break. I thought Scrubs was, but
1: you know. You should have stayed that- broken. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Kickstarter.
0: Um, yeah, actually, I I think that the Veronica Mars and the Zach Braff uh, Kickstarter's are not the worst out of that category. I think that it's really difficult for you know some of these games to come out, and they're backed by you know major major people in the game industry who have either done something cataclysmically wrong uh, and should not be given any more money, which is why they're not getting money from major companies. And they're going to Kickstarter in order to get money from you, and that's it's extremely dangerous.
1: Any examples off the top of your head?
0: Not off the top of my head. Um, I there were a couple games recently that um, it turned out. I don't want to name names. Name names. Because I don't know them. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, uh, the guy, the guy was creating a game on Kickstarter that he couldn't get he couldn't get backed with the. Companies, uh, because he had lied on previous games. Hmm. One of those games was Fable Three.
1: Um, oh, th- yeah. yes. Um, um, Lionhead Studios. I can't remember the mm-hmm. the guy's name.
0: Yeah. Well, basically, he he was notorious for lying about what was going to be in Fable Three, and so they didn't want to hire him anymore. So he went to Kickstarter.
3: Hmm. So what you're saying is, do your research. Yes. I bet if you bet if you Googled the guy's name, you probably could have found Even
0: something. Even after reading the articles that I post on Geekhead Radio, do your research anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I try I try to do it for you guys as best as I can, but you know I'm
1: not you. Now, now just to jump back to the um, pimping of our um, Big Daddy podcast, the Order Sixty Six podcast, um, I. I'd have to click on it and maybe somebody will do that while I'm speaking. Um, uh-huh. They were funding or requesting funding to help upgrade their equipment, which was a noble cause because, hell, these systems uh, get pretty pricey. I'm, I'm always a little terrified of, you know, will this podcast last as long as my computer? <laughs> um, but they started off and they asked for a very, very reasonable and modest goal of $1,500 just basically to, to get their equipment up looks uh, like a,
3: looks like a thousand yeah, yeah okay go. just one thousand
1: and and it was like at about you know four hundred dollars and i'm like okay i'll throw fifty dollars down you know because because i want a game and you know gm chris has been on the show before and i was like i got a game with him so come let's see it, it's 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 uh kickstarter ends in what three days four days four days four, four days now. as of this rec- uh the recording and what are what are they at
3: Ten thousand six hundred and
1: forty-five dollars. Oh Sorry my God! <laughs> That's okay. Now these guys have experience with Kickstarter. They've uh, they've successfully funded two projects and had one that didn't quite work out. Um, but uh, they had Addition um, uh, Wars, which is a fabulous game that um, you should be able to buy at your local stores shortly because it's in um, the gaming catalogs now. And their new game that's just about to be shipped, Eons, and we've talked about that on this podcast. So, so they they kind of knew what they were getting into, but I don't think they were expecting this much backing. And now they've got tons of stretch goals, which is another wonderful thing that Kickstarter has.
0: Yeah, and the um, the pledges really, you know, they're not that expensive. For twenty bucks, you get six modules in like a what they're calling a swab uh, swag pack. Can't talk, uh, which is really interesting because you get a ton of stuff in it. Um, GM Chris is giving you an Edge of Empire custom module. Uh, I, I believe there are others involved in that. I think there are six of them in all. Yes. And uh, I, I know of a few people who are going to be writing these, and I'm really excited about that. <laughs> that's only like 20 bucks. I don't think that one's still available, but I'm not sure
3: doesn't
2: no that one that, doesn't, that one doesn't, a doesn't a say it's
3: limited. Okay. Yeah, the limit
2: starts at the $35. And
1: yeah. Months. So, yeah,
0: 20 bucks. Give them more money.
1: Yeah, throw it at them pretty quick. You're going to get a lot of awesome gear. You're going to get game tiles, you're going to get custom made adventures. If you really want to throw down money, you can get uh special kind of celebrity games. Well, if you call it celebrity. I mean, GM Chris, is, he's got internet fame. And he's a damn good GM but uh but anyway, enough about that, other than give now um, <laughs> let's talk talk just a little bit more about uh which uh, which uh, Kickstarters you're looking forward to
0: um, well, to kind of go into a little bit of the San Diego comic con stuff, um, while I was there, I was actually expecting to be handed just tons and tons of Kickstarter flyers. I was handed a whopping two. Uh, Hmm. And because of that, I kind of feel like, hey, let's at least talk about them a little bit. Uh, The first one is called The King's Armory. Uh, It's basically a tower defense board game. And they're offering uh, tiles and, and things like that. I'm not really into the tabletop defense games. I would much rather have it be a computer game because I'm lazy and I don't want to set up a map. Although it's not really that hard. Um, But they're giving out some pretty cool stuff. Uh, Definitely check that out. The second one, which I really like, is called Henrietta Bolkowski. And it's probably Hmm. easier to just look for Rachel Johnson. And it is a... uh, Oh, what is the name of this company? It's,
1: it's animation. an
0: animation company. Yeah. Lift Animation. There we go. Um, they basically... All they're doing is trying to get some money in order to produce some animations. And the stuff that they have up here conceptually looks really good. I'm a sucker for stop motion. I just don't think enough people do it because it costs a lot of money. They're asking for $40,000. Um it's it's got 25 days to go, and you know a lot of their pledges are pretty much just you know hey look you could see the film or you can download the film but they're really not asking for a lot of money uh, per pledge okay
1: definitely worthwhile
3: yeah, yeah they even have a one dollar pledge
0: yeah well most of them do I think that's mm. I think that's a requirement of uh, Kickstarter, but those are usually oh. uh I, I gloss over the one dollar pledges because Well, right. It's like, hey, we're going to give you a thanks on our website, buried three pages deep. Nobody's ever going to see it.
1: And who knows if if Geekhead Radio could ever figure out all the odds and ends and taxes because we don't want to, you know, send poor... Because I'm no fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're realistic. (laughs) Um, You know, we we might attempt something small, mostly just for T-shirts and stuff like that for our little contests. But um, but yeah, I mean these these are great uh, great little projects. So anything oh, else? There's,
0: there's one more that I forgot to talk about. Awesome. It was handed to me earlier, and Straight I do not have a whole lot of time to go over it. But it's gorgeous. It is called uh, Numenera.
1: Oh, I, don't think yes. I say that right. You did say it right.
0: Okay. Uh, it's only got eight days to go, so I like to make. You know, I like to give you guys a little bit more time to look at this stuff, but uh, they're asking for $4,500, and they already have almost 15000 so it's happening.
1: They would be Christopher West, one of our past co-hosts.
0: Oh, that would explain how it was handed to me then.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: in, in fact, when... Uh New, Numenera gets a little closer to release. I think we'll we'll invite him back onto the podcast to get his input on on some of his cartography when it came to this.
0: Yeah. Search. I I have to admit this these images are great.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm damn excited.
3: Yeah, the maps son- the map screenshots they've got look really cool.
1: Yeah. All right. Okay. Ah. Well, I think this is this is great. And so in the future um, if all goes as planned, you you are going to do a little uh, recorded segment for future um, projects.
0: Yeah, once I uh, can get the kinks of how bad I sound
2: out. <laughs> <laughs> just takes practice. Takes yeah. practice. Trust us.
1: We sound like shit 99% of the time. So you just have to sound good 1% of the time and you can just say, I was having a bad day. There you go. Yeah, the beer helps <laughs> <laughs> yes if you now ever-
3: there's one that I would like to talk about with Ooh. you since your since your uh, your article article titles are the good, the bad, and the ugly this would this I think would be started off good, would turned bad and could get real ugly before it's done. Are you familiar with the uh with the the doom that came to Atlantic city Oh I am oh. <laughs> That I almost actually contributed to. That a good a friend of mine at work forwarded that to me, and it was a uh, it was a Cthulhu based uh, game that was kind of like Monopoly, ex- Ooh, yeah. kind of like Monopoly and Arkham Horror, and you were playing the great old ones and trying to open gates on uh, on Atlantic City, and the the art looked so neat, especially the uh, especially the miniatures, and I almost. Made that my first. I'm going to contribute to this because it mm-hmm. looks really, really cool. And uh, apparently, I, I discovered the I discovered the other night when I was poking around. Apparently, the company that had sponsored that has pretty much said, uh, "Nope, sorry, not going to happen. Canceling." After taking 100 and over 122 thousand dollars of everyone's money.
0: Yeah, that's a it, it's a conundrum right there.
1: Hmm. Well, there's there's a there's a lot of legal bits and pieces in there. Um, I mean, if if it if it fully everybody's payments went through and got accepted, I mean, they he could whatever that company was who did it, they could get hammered really hard. Um, sued up the yin yang.
3: Oh yeah, there's all sorts of interesting uh, interesting stuff online uh, about that on the guys on the guy's blog. Um, he apparently <laughs> he apparently used part of the money to move from California to Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, you know, Ooh. in
0: his defense, labor is cheaper. There was his uh, yes, his excuse.
3: Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> wow. And yeah. I'm.
0: I'm not a businessman, so I. I can't really say much on whether or not that would be an effective use of the money.
3: <laughs> ah, I don't know, but yeah, he apparently <laughs> he he spoke with the uh, he he spoke with uh, the the state in Oregon, and they and he posted on his blog something along the lines of. Uh, Oh, do I have it up here? Basically, they aren't promising anything, but the state's pretty sure I didn't commit fraud.
1: The state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's see what. Let's see yeah, what uh, uh, um, Kickstarter's legal team has to say about that.
3: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Oh,
1: Jesus, yeah. um, I well, you know, and I do have a, also a horror story, and I've mentioned it. I think it's in the the um, if you were to dig around in uh, Geekhead Radio special, the post show thing with GM Chris um, I did get burnt on um, a project backed by uh, that was created by uh, Gary Sarley who actually had made for a while quite a name for himself at least within the Wizards of the Coast community since he was the editor for the original um, Star Wars Saga edition and uh, created the E20 system and I threw down $200 um, way back when and unfortunately it was one of those things that uh, you know is, is the man's health Mental health declined, um, and numerous other factors came in. He was unable to deliver and, uh, and now it 's gone, and you can 't contact him and 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 i don 't even think the man even has two hundred dollars left. I mean it was like a ten thousand dollar goal, and it got up to twelve thousand dollars so i mean it was it was a wonderful idea. Um, I think at this point, you know, sometimes you just have to realize that just like playing the stocks to a degree, sometimes your investment money will go away. But, percentage-wise, I'm shooting at about a 66% success rate. It's actually higher, 75%. So it's still worth the risk. Just make sure that before you throw down the big money, you know that they can deliver
3: Mm-hmm. And de- definitely do some research. I mean, on this one, uh, on on the doom that came to Atlantic City. If you if you look around, uh, there are people that saying that the guy who who owned the company had had tried to create a video game several years ago uh, and failed, and the money all disappeared before. Um, yeah i I don't know how true that is. I haven't had a chance to confirm it to do any more research to confirm it but if you yeah if you do some poking around, you can find people talking about that. It's mm-hmm. like ah yeah okay hmm.
2: so research 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 absolutely right. but gamer Nature
1: Studios is always a surefire bet um, so is uh, Christopher West. He always backs everything up there um, there's some really great programs out there, so so do your research, but I'm going to tell you that you're you're generally going to see. Your product.
0: Yep. Yeah, I've I've had a I've I've had a hundred percent success rate. I won't admit that the uh the products are exactly what I dreamed of yeah. when I initially read the Kickstarter. <laughs> uh so you know you've got I've got a, a friend uh, who actually bought a uh, dice ring and he's been having issues with getting <laughs> the proper size.
3: Ah, uh, which... I wondered how that one, how that one was doing. That was one that looked
1: like it blew yeah. up so
3: huge it would be hard to manage. I only, yeah. we
1: actually posted the video of that product early, early on on the on the Geeked Radio Facebook page, and um, I know of one of my local friends here that I grew up with. He. Uh, he got one too, and I mean they've said it's great, but um, you know sometimes, yeah, sometimes uh, you don't have the same level of professional. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, sizing issues. So, I think at this point though we have, uh, I think we've we've covered Kickstarter quite a bit. The, <laughs> we'd risk that being the ki- yeah. the meat of the show.
3: We have we have kicked that Kickstarter. It yes.
1: it, it has been kicked to death. So.
3: Meanwhile, at the whole doom.
1: All right, let's talk about San Diego Comic Con. Also known as Line Convention. (laughs) (laughs) It is time to get up and wait. All right. So, San Diego Comic-Con has come and went, and, um, it has brought with us numerous reveals of wonderful, wonderful entertainment bits that will be coming our way in the coming future, and also Celebration Europe has concluded, um, we touched on that with, uh, good old Mr. Joe Caroni when he was on, and, uh, we'll say that, um, we've, we've got, you know, kind of something to tie back full circle, uh... We got something from Celebration Europe to uh, to offer to our listeners. So, listen until the end of the show. So, in the meantime, though, let's get on with the news, Clayton.
2: So, if you like movies, uh, San Diego Comic-Con has definitely become the go-to place, especially if you like a geek movies, superhero movies, space movies, uh, sci-fi, fantasy. They all land at San Diego Comic-Con. And they get everybody stirred up. And this year was a particularly good one if you wanted to go see uh, teasers for upcoming movies and television series. Brew, did you happen to get to see any of those teasers?
0: I saw a couple of them, but I was not willing to camp out overnight for Hall H on Saturday. So I didn't get to see the really good ones.
2: And so there was an overnight line to see the teasers? Oh, when,
0: when I said it was the line convention, that's absolutely true. Uh, he wasn't lying. It doesn't really work that way. So basically they don't clear the halls out between all the panels. So uh, the major hall is Hall H, and you need to either camp out or get up ridiculously early to get in line in order to get in there. And once you're in there, you pretty much just camp it all day. And watch all the panels. Hmm. Um, For this year, uh, the Marvel thing was in there, which had Thor and... um, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. And then they also made quite a few announcements about other movies, which I'll let you get to. I won't ruin it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, I got to sit in the Sherlock panel which was amazing even though the actors weren't there you know so you get a lot of stuff and you have to really plan it out because i wasn't really all that for the hall h stuff but i was for the sherlock stuff so i ended up getting into that one instead
1: okay so we're gonna jump around here just a bit um we're gonna start with Some stuff that was not necessarily directly um, brought up at San Diego Comic-Con, but was brought up in conjunction with... And we're going to jump to Celebration uh, Europe 2, and then get back into the meat of uh, San Diego Comic-Con. So, um, very shortly after they started releasing stills for um, X-Men Days of Future Past... There was a domain name that popped up that was purchased by Marvel, and I believe that was X-Force Movie.
2: Yes. Um, and uh, r- very shortly after, we did get uh, more tidbits that uh, after Days of Future Past, we would be seeing an X-Force movie. Of course, it's, fa- it's far from a given at this point, but uh, signs are definitely leaning in that uh
1: well, it has been confirmed that they're going to do it. It's just a question of will they be able to follow through with it. X-Force is really when you start delving into the... Well, X-Men's been doing fairly well about skirting that edge between two comic booky and reality-based. But you go into X-Force, which was previously known as the New Mutants in the 80s um, before the transition um, into X-Force in the 90s under Lee Field's uh, direction. Um, this is the, well, when the head of X-Force is a time-traveling mutant offspring of, uh, Cyclops, who they've killed off in, um, (laughs) X-Men 3. Yay! Sorry.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Cyclops annoys me. (laughs) He and Mary Jane just ought to get together and, you know, (laughs) be done with it.
1: (laughs) And, uh, uh, one of the clones of, of, um... Phoenix, what the hell's her name? Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Grey. I can't remember which one it is. Typhoid? No, not Typhoid. Whatever, it doesn't matter. And then (laughs) infected with the legacy virus, but then becomes a partial techno-organic cyber-organism that was developed. Yeah, anyway. So you can see that this will be kind of interesting how they're going to pull it off. Now, of course, the big question is X-Force has had quite a run of characters that have gone through it. Some of them moved on to be X-Men. Some of them have just kind of wandered off to die. Um... Who are some of the people that have been considered for X-Force, Clayton? Um, or at least rumored. I guess it we're really in just the rumor department.
2: Yeah. If they go with the original lineup, which a lot of people are pushing for, um, obviously Cable, our, our favorite time traveling mutant, um, would lead up the team. And the rest of the team would be filled out by uh, Boom Boom, Cannonball, Domino, F- uh, Feral... Shatterstar and Warpath.
1: And that was before Richter joined, right?
2: Yes. Yeah, okay. Richter uh shortly, well I don't know how shortly, but shortly after we ended up with uh Richter Sunspot and Siren added to the roster. But
1: so so uh, who who are the ones that that you personally think are more likely to get in on the action?
2: Um Personally, I'm thinking uh, we've they've already brought in Colossus once. I can see them bringing him in again um, with Cable in there. Forge would be because everybody likes a techno uh, a techno guy. Uh, solve uh, uh, issues with uh, with the mind rather than the body. Um, I think uh, uh, Boom Boom Tabitha Smith. Uh, is uh, an excellent female lead in there. Uh, her powers are, are are flashy, which are always good for um uh, uh for the for these type of movies. And then you got Domino who just she just kicks butt uh just generally marksmanship, hand-to-hand skills. I mean, she's basically probability.
1: She, she yeah. yeah.
2: She's the Black Widow for X-Force. mm mm-hmm.
1: Mhm and And you know there's always something about an albino with a black patch, you know she looks like a Dalmatian puppy, but with curves
0: <laughs> <laughs> hundred and one Dalmatians, the Marvel edition, <laughs> <laughs> so oh that's gonna happen, you know
3: yeah. you. <laughs> so. now,
1: Dr. Nemesis, who the fuck is that? That must have been somebody that popped up in the later times, or you typed something really funky
2: no, they are that uh. Uh, Nemesis is one of the current members of mm. um, X Force. Of X Force, he came out. He's actually, I guess you could say, an old. Uh, member. he's a golden age hero. Uh, his big call, his big. Uh, uh, oh shoot! His he's known for creating the Human Torch android. So he's a. Oh. He's a. Uh, he's a he's a smart guy he's not uh his uh whole shtick isn't uh like blowing stuff up is he just uh he's smart he doesn't really uh die um he's just uh a really long-lived scientist
1: okay so i mean that that's probably something that's possible i don't know i'm i'm excited i'm looking forward to it um you know, I, I think my biggest concern um, still is that Fox Studios is involved. I mean, I'm not trying to be facetious, but uh, their board of directors, their executives, don't know what the fuck they're doing ever, it seems.
0: But I, I agree with that completely.
1: So <laughs> We'll see how that goes. So let's uh, move right along because we've got a lot of information to cover here. Um let's talk about celebration 2 um for Star Wars. Couple of things here. Um you want to you want to uh, announce the big no shit um piece of news. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that
2: that John Williams is has confirmed that he will be writing the score for episode 7. I was I, looking I saw forward that to Danny the Daniel so was like
3: oh that's news. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what there there was there was a lot of uh, uh, rumors going around that he was going. Since it was JJ, uh, that uh, he would go with uh, a different, uh, a different uh, soundscape for his version of Star Wars. I so. don't
1: know. There are lines that you don't cross, and that is it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm sure John Williams. It's like even if he was like. Eh. They'd, they'd waive a big enough paycheck they'd be like, no, you gotta do Star Wars and he's like, yeah, yeah I mean, all you have to do is watch the Clone Wars uh, cartoon series is opening with the slightly tweaked version of the John Williams score and you can hear what could go possibly wrong I mean, it, it, it's okay but it's definitely not the same so I'm yep. glad they at least stuck with, with the man I mean, he's, he's, he's one of the most talented movie scorers in, of all time Yep. And then yeah. um but go ahead. I was just say
2: something that's probably more exciting that's been confirmed for 7 is that they're going back to the original uh, n- uh non-CGI heavy feel for episode 7. Um uh, that that's that is fabulous. sets
1: and physical locations.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, yeah, JJ and Catherine uh, Kennedy both confirmed Kathleen, that we're Kathleen. going to get uh, physical models, physical locations, and definitely scaled back CGI. That's more in line with what we saw for four, five, and six.
3: That is awesome. I'm feeling slightly more positive now.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I'm still looking forward to this. Even you know, as long as Damon Lindoff isn't writing it. So um, <laughs> okay. now let's go on to stuff that is, has already got a track record of damn goodness um, Dave Filoni um, who had uh, headed the, the Clone Wars which is was woefully cancelled too early but um, I think it's because uh, I, I'm a little more optimistic knowing more about Star Wars Rebels which is going to take place between episodes 3 and 4 and we'll um, you know we've already kind of talked about that but they they um, had some panels at the celebration and uh, Filoni came forward and said I'm I'm very heavily uh, basing the the models for the ships the stormtrooper armor the weaponry to the original Ralph McQuarrie um, concept art that uh, came out um, obviously previously to the release of a new hope back in 1977 and so that excites me because this man worked for what Boeing, and um, he actually designed aircraft for a living for a long period of time. Well, at least conceptually. Um, so, so to just draw from that, I'm excited. And he teased us also with the new core ship of the uh, Star Wars Rebels series, which is Courtney, the Ghost, the Ghost.
3: Which, bum, bum, bum.
1: <laughs> which, stylistically, it looks like if if we geek out big time, acrylic um, Acurelia, um uh, 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 engines. What are they called? Oh True my god. god! Well, yeah. Anyway, CEC. See, see. <laughs> 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 it looks like the Millennium Falcon and mixed with some other shapes, but it's it's got some good uh, it's got some good orange and red hues and really evokes that that. That worn, lived-in universe look.
0: So I'm excited. I wonder if a ship that small will have a
1: cloaking device. <laughs> well, from what I was what I was reading a little bit is this is supposed to be the the big base of operations. So we'll probably yes. see this be more of a um, a corvette-style ship or something.
2: Yeah, the the Filoni described it as a cross between a B-17 and the Millennium Falcon.
1: Which, okay. good classic design. All right. Oh, Corillian Engineering Corpse. I'm sorry. Thank you so much. Tron2187. In the chat room, which you can join us live in the chat room every other Sunday. Okay, let's continue on. Let's talk about, back at the San Diego Comic Con, let's talk a little bit about, uh, oh, some other movies. Well, coming to
2: the small screen, we can start there. Uh, there's, it's still going to, and by small screen, I mean your TV, um, either by DVD or downloaded content. Um, Warner Brothers announced that we're going to get two full-length animated features for Batman next year. Um, uh, all we know right now are the titles, uh, Son of Batman and Batman Assault on Arkham. Um, we don't know uh, um, who the producers are or um, whether they're going what the st- what the style of animation is going to be um, hopefully not but
1: where the batman oh, uh, God. <laughs> that is such a piece of shit yeah.
2: um, so uh yeah we'll probably see probably one in the second quarter one in the fourth quarter next year um, so that'll make the uh the Batman fans are uh, uh, very happy. The direct-to-DVD releases thus far for Batman have been pretty stinking awesome.
1: Yeah, they're, they're pretty solid. Now, Son of Batman, um, it'll be interesting if it's Damian Wayne, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, we'll see. He's dead. And um, Batman Assault on <laughs> Arkham. Um, we'll see if that follows the Arkham game universe, which could be cool, because that's its own that would be cool. Take, take of that. And I, I've been replaying arkham uh uh city uh and and forgot how damn good that game is i was like wait this came out in 2011 holy shit so all right what else we got um for
2: those that are enjoying the the latest incarnation of uh spider-man the amazing spider-man series um they are already looking out to a fourth movie. Um, and the producers and writers have, have said that, uh, um, they are looking for a non-exclusive Spidey movie. So Mm. a, a Spider-Man teaming up with Black Cat.
3: I was going to say Black (laughs) Cat. Um,
2: yeah, a, a huge number of people who could get involved in, uh, Uh, in that type of uh, movie Um, it's just something that was that was brought up we don't know anything
1: more than that so um. now i've got to give um is it andrew garfield is that spider-man's name yes okay i have to give him credit this isn't in the show notes but there's something um um worth mentioning that he he brought up some some interesting points here um about Spider-Man and with the changes of social norms and mores that are coming around, Uh, he had made a comment, um, and I don't remember what the source was, but he asked, you know, what if Mary Jane was actually a guy and they changed him and twisted him around a little bit where we had uh, Spider-Man kind of exploring, or at least Peter Parker, kind of exploring his sexuality, not necessarily making him a gay, but bisexual or just, you know, curious or what have you. And whoa, talk about a freakout! I mean, we don't know if you said this in jest or you know, but people flipped out. And well, I, I, there's, there's a part of me that goes, well, it, 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 it's Spider-Man. He asked. They brought up some really good questions about, you know, what, what is it, what is it that makes. Um <clears throat> What is it that makes our our certain comic book characters uh, sacred cows, and what are we willing to sacrifice in order to make an interesting character development? You know.
3: Well, especially when you have so many different, so many different, you know, conflicting story arcs, you know, alternate universe, this, that, and the other, mm-hmm. and why, where's your, where's where's your line? Why is that your line you're not willing to cross? You know, I think that would be interesting.
1: But. Just, it'd be interesting. I don't see that ever happening. I'm sure that's, especially not with a character of this genre. I think uh, um, as much as I would like to see a really solid gay character, it seems like most characters that have um, their sexuality has been gay Um, in the comic book universes have generally been side characters and they haven't been anybody of major importance. And so I I think we're slowly getting there um, as a society, but I don't think we'll see it in the next 10 years. That's just my comment. Cross fingers and hope. Yeah, or something. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Warcraft. Um,
2: well, th- we still haven't seen the the footage hit the the webs yet. Big shock! But uh, they, uh, we did get a teaser for uh, Warcraft, which is. The, the name for the movie that is uh, currently scheduled for 2015 um, I had thought
3: they had, it had been so long since we would heard anything about this I thought they had stopped working on it
2: uh, that would make two of us
1: this was uh, a surprise for <laughs> a great many people Yeah. Um, it's like oh you're, you're still serious about that that's cute
3: yeah, that's cute. That's yeah. nice. You're gonna all all the characters will whine about their daddy issues for you know an hour and a half, and then go find some pandas. Okay, great. Yeah. Oh. Done. <laughs> yeah
2: the, uh, the 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 description notes uh, from Screenrant.com said that when the uh, the shot uh, first came up, people thought it was a teaser for Three Hundred: Rise of the Empire. <laughs> um, because of the, uh, the the style of the cinematics and, and graphics, huh. um, but uh, when the human steps aside and there is an orc charging him, uh, everybody kind of got the uh, um, the idea pretty quick.
1: Okay, it, it could be interesting. I do have to admit the blizzards uh, cutaway sequences and their cgi sequences were always really really amazing. They're amazing. amazing. Yeah, so,
3: they're they're really fabulous. That it's it's the story that would have me, you know, wondering whether that's something that anybody can sit through cuz it just it just seems like most of the characters in World of Warcraft, you know, have that their main plot line is daddy issues. Uh, yeah, that's that's And I I i play i still play but it's like yeah yeah wine wine daddy didn't love you okay fine who are you gonna go slaughter now (laughs) you know isn't
1: that how it always works
3: that's one of the main ones it seems seems to be coming up a
1: lot everywhere okay so i i was perusing our show notes um a little bit earlier and and this one kind of popped in here um so what's this about a new predator project in the works
2: uh yeah, they uh the studios have green-lighted green a new Predator project. They haven't said anything other than they are now searching for uh, a director and a producer,
1: um, for mm-hmm. and a writer and some stars. You know what, we're just talking about Predators right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they it's they actually have I guess they have started working on the CGI stuff. Um, oh, because that's
1: always a great thing when you try and figure out the you CGI before that. the story. Yeah.
2: yeah. So th- there are there are now screen <coughs> images that are popping up from the, the from this new movie, and they're just using the, I guess, screen captures to get people excited. Yeah. Whatever.
1: Um. I'm, as long as they're not killing aliens again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All predators right, so I Predators was good. Oh, I'll have okay. to say that. I enjoyed <laughs> okay. Predators. Yeah,
0: but the idea is Predators just killing stuff. That's just, fine. Just lots <laughs> that of That could be
3: the stuff. title. Yeah. That's really predators
0: happening. killing stuff. Twenty fifteen. There
3: you go. <laughs> In a world where predators kill stuff. Stuff dies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Things go boom.
3: <laughs>
2: Alright,
1: let's let's get into what Marvel threw at us.
2: Uh, Marvel at least just gave, us a, it gave us a, a cacophony of things, noisy I with mean, no direction. Yeah, just 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 a big avalanche of of, of <laughs> stuff. But the the ones that really got people talking, one was uh, Joss Whedon talking about Avengers two,
1: Age and of Ultron.
2: Yes, we're going to see Ultron, but the part that got everybody freaking out is there's not e- Ultron has nothing to do with Pym. There's no Ant-Man
1: involvement. No.
2: Not yet. But Yeah, they haven't
0: they haven't exactly excluded Pym. They just said that uh Vision will probably be created or somebody'll be created by Tony Stark instead of being created by Pym. Hmm. And that's where everybody's angry. Uh,
1: yeah, you know, I mean, it's it, we'll see. I mean, they've they've successfully rewritten some of the backstories, and I'm I'm confident that whatever it is, it will work. And you know, s- some nerds are just so married to their ideas that they have a hard time letting go. But guess what? Just like any relationship, sometimes the next one's just a little bit better. I, I just it's don't by see
0: all of this you know, immense character development and everything coming together. I just, they're, they're going to eventually try to do too much, (laughs) you know? And so if, if they can, if they can cut that back a little bit and Hey, Tony Stark is going to create the person that he needs to create, then, you know, fine by me. Keep the movies coming.
1: I, I think, uh, Joss, Joss knows what he's doing. Um, I, I trust him in a sense that, you know, I don't, love everything he's done but I, I believe that he can make this work and, and I'm sure we're going to see the little bits and pieces that lead up to it kind of coalesce together. Which of course, though, with it being Age of Ultron, it shocked everybody that Thanos was not well going to be the big bad. Yeah.
0: Thanos is, uh, isn't he going to be in the next, like, a movie coming out soon? That's what they were leading up, up to with that uh, that whole, like, spoiler at the end or whatever the whole guardians that's of the what,
2: galaxy yeah yeah, maybe yeah there for,
0: we go yeah which actually i saw a trailer for that or like a snippet of that and i've i've got to admit it actually looks pretty good
1: yeah and i was pretty impressed uh, it seemed to shock everybody in the panel for guardians of the galaxy um good old uh karen jillian also known as amelia pond from doctor who um she showed up with her glorious red locks cut off. She was wearing a wig. She, Her character was bald, and so she decided, I'm going to shave my own head, and I can't imagine what kind of bonus it would have taken for her to do that, or she happens to be bipolar or trying to get away from a drug test. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Maybe she's just dedicated.
1: I go with dedicated. I thought it was pretty awesome. You, you always get to give mad props to, to people willing to do that kind of stuff for their... For their art so hey awesome she's probably going to look all alieny anyway so
0: and she's still going to look gorgeous even without hair so it's not going to matter
1: as long as they show off her legs yeah right
2: <laughs> i'm more i'm more curious to see how they're the the glenn close in this movie yeah, Glenn
1: Close. Um, I mean this it, to me this is the same level of acting chops that is required for her to be in like Mars Attacks. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn Close, head of the Nova Corps. Yeah, the
2: uh, it's just uh a uh an interesting uh, an interesting choice um and I don't know whether uh um, it is uh, something that she shot, sought out, or whether they uh, decided to—they uh, needed a particular type of actress to portray the role,
1: or yeah. she just needed to make sure that her insurance stayed in uh, with the with the Screen Actors Guild. I sooner go with that option. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Um, and yeah, they've already started shooting, so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But, um, let's, uh, let's move a little bit forward now into the Fox realm of the Marvel Universe. Uh,
2: yes, uh, just around the corner, or at least it seems just around the corner. Um, uh, close enough that we are getting lots of tidbits from days of future past, um, at, San Diego Comic-Con, we got to see the Sentinel Head. Did you get to see it, Joss? Josh? Josh,
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You wish we were talking to Joss Whedon. That I out, would be right? awesome. <laughs> I wish No I offense, wasn't.
3: Bru, you're great too. But, yeah.
1: That's okay. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, I actually did get to see the Sentinel Head. Uh, it was glorious. I am very excited about Days of Future Past. I really hope that they don't do something stupid with it. Um, it's it's going to be hard for them to pull off, but yeah. if they can pull this off, it's going to be great.
1: So, if you don't know what the Sentinels are, they are the big giant robots that were created by Trask Industries to hunt down and either destroy those mutants who did not, um, did not file under the Mutant Registration Act in the comics, um, and they were, hell, they were in the very first episode of the X-Men cartoon series in the 90s, so... If you yeah. grew up during that period of time, you know who the Sentinels are, and so this is pretty cool. I'm excited. I'm. I've always wondered if they were going to bring the Sentinels into it, and and uh, this could. be They were good.
3: giving hints of it for a long way, haven't
2: they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's just the the with uh, with the Comic Con, they kind of cemented it with Trask Industries stuff everywhere. Um, and uh, well, a giant sentinel head kind of uh, is Nothing. the topper on the cake. <laughs> yeah.
3: Nothing says we're we're having sentinels in the next movie like a giant sentinel head.
1: <laughs> I love it when I get sentinel head. Oh wait. Um. <laughs> um now is it? Have they? Have they? Um. I, I I apologize. This is this is poor host bil- abilities. Um. Good old uh, Tyrion Lannister. Um. Uh, Peter Dinklage. He's he's Trask in this one. He is indeed. Okay.
0: Yeah, um, I actually ran into him at a hotel during San Diego.
1: Did you really? Ah, did you say yeah. anything to
0: him? I did not. Um, so basically, Chicken the way sir. the way it worked is we were going <laughs> to an after party, um, and we. Came in through the elevator area, and one of my friends was like, "Hey, you know, look behind you really quick." I glanced back. I saw him. I didn't say anything. Got in the elevator, and I was holding the elevator door for for people. And he came running up and got into the elevator, jumped into the corner, and kind of, you know, started doing the like I'm hiding and I'm timid thing, um, you know. So we didn't feel comfortable. And I think my friend and I were the only two people in the elevator that recognized him anyway. So we were just like, Hmm. we'll let it go. (laughs) But, yeah. I I can't imagine being him after announcing what he announced, you know, portraying, and then just having to
1: get through all the nerds. Oh, I'm sure after Game of Thrones he's been swimming (laughs) through nerds in a while. Yeah, that's true. He's always been a down. He's he's one of those actors that I I, I imagine him being one of those down to earth guys because he's but in that same capacity he's 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 refused to just play you know little people parts um, yeah. unless there was deep character and um, involvement and and Tyrion Lannister from Game of Thrones is a perfect example of somebody who's got some deep character development in that so. So I I am I'm impressed. Um and and I'm I'm happy the more parts that he gets cuz the more opportunities is opens up um for well I don't, I don't want to say that I don't want to discount what eh, I'm 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 wandering into that territory of <laughs> I could be inadvertently um insensitive. So he's just a <laughs> damn good actor. I'll just say that.
0: Yep. I'm going to say he's a great actor. So he's yeah. there.
1: He is a great actor. I would love to meet him and sit down and drink beer or coffee with him and just pick his brain.
0: I think that'd be great. Every interview I've seen him in, he is a complete smartass, and it's right up my alley. <laughs>
1: if you wouldn't be too chicken to say hi. Yeah. All right. I was. <laughs> Who's also the other big mutant that they've announced for Days of Future Past, which makes perfect sense if you can you know, contort your brain to not follow that Days of Future Past Exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, for the if you go into the future for the especially the Sentinel future for X Men, uh, two mutants jump in. One is Cable, and the other is Bishop. And uh, when they started releasing movie posters over the last week week and a half, there was a headshot of Bishop in his bulked up beauty
1: with his giant blue M. Which is awesome, and they almost, you know, they updated him enough that I can accept that he doesn't have a jerry curl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that that's a big 90s, late 80s thing, um, but yeah, so so I'm excited. I'm happy to see uh, see Bishop come into the comics, because uh, I always thought he was pretty solid. So Now, if they would just do an Age of a Apocalypse, yeah, that's not going to happen. All right. Oh, God. We can help. Yeah, now we've got some more Marvel news coming up, but uh, we're going to save that for the TV portion, so let's uh, talk about Godzilla.
2: So, uh, another big uh, reveal um, was a lot of stuff around uh, the Godzilla movie, which we're still over a year from, but uh, the the teaser trailer that we got to see... uh, showed that this we they are going back to their monster roots. This is not Godzilla versus the army or air force or the entire American military. This is Godzilla versus other monsters. Yes,
0: yes. They um <laughs> they they had this whole thing where throughout the whole weekend there would be Godzilla attacks in sound in downtown San Diego. And so they'd set like up on sound the Sims? Like in the like in
3: the original like in like in City? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um but So you'd just be walking down the street, and all of a sudden, uh, you'd hear Godzilla just start having a temper tantrum. Um, and then they'd come down the street announcing, you know, Godzilla's going to be coming out to movies and blah, 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 and go to the panel and all this cool stuff. So I actually have to give them some brownie points for that. Cool, you know, That's some good PR right there.
2: Yeah, and for those that uh, liked the the size of the monsters in Pacific Rim, you should love Godzilla because Godzilla is going to make those guys look like babies.
1: Ooh. This should be interesting. I hope they have Mothra because you I I just- say,
3: are there? Is there any word on the other monsters?
2: We know one. What there is a flying one and then a beetle ish one. Um,
1: I used to know all of these.
2: Yeah. So I mean, yes, it is a class
1: six, might be even a class seven. <laughs> all right. So yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You know. At least I don't have to see Matthew Broderick saying that's a lot of fish. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. All right. So a little, thanks. Um. Okay. Well, maybe maybe we should talk about the other. You know. I don't know. Comic giant in the room.
2: <laughs> uh, the one that's going to continue to fall on its face. Oh. Uh,
1: oh, are you talking about DC Comics? Because I didn't think Man of Steel fell on its face, but you know. well, no, 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 no. I think I think the Man of Steel um
2: is done well enough that Warner Brothers is now has gone out and bought a giant boot that <laughs> it's then going to <laughs> shove in its mouth in an, in an effort <laughs> to uh, try to keep up with uh, Marvel.
1: Oh, there. I know. Yeah. I mean, we've. <laughs> When when it was just Clayton and I on the podcast when we were talking about Ave- um, Avengers way back last year, um, it, we we talked about DC and when they were talking about the Justice League movie and and I just went off about how I did not see this ever happening um, unless Man of Steel really pulled it off and I enjoyed the hell out of Man of Steel and I'm still not sure they're going to pull it off. It's just no <laughs> fucking way. But anyway, let's let's talk about
2: what their plan is. Yep. Yeah, so all we know is the plan. We don't know about the implementation, but the first one has caused a lot of buzz because Man of Steel 2 is going to be Batman versus Superman.
1: I think, I think that, that would be the smart way to, to bill it, but it'll actually be Superman versus Batman. <laughs> um,
2: so right now that is tentatively scheduled for two years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, Which should give
3: them plenty of time to figure out a plot.
1: <laughs> they
2: fight.
3: And, and,
1: they and, smash and, each other's face. Pretty much. <laughs> um
2: and figure out a Batman. Because we uh the, the the existing Batman um
1: This is the time to go back to Michael Keaton. Let's tie it all together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we know hey, the I would uh hate
2: to see that. <laughs> the the existing Batman actor whose name is Floating away from me at the moment has already said it is not going to be him. Yeah, they have it's, not it's, approached him. It's not going to um, be Christian Bale. Christian yeah, Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah. Well, uh, decided
3: it was bad for his vocal cords. He was going to get nodes if he kept if he kept that up. <coughs> Sorry.
1: I need a primatine terrible. mist.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> what was your thought there, Brew?
0: Um. The the rumor going around Comic Con was that uh, the end of Man of or no not the end of Man of Steel the end of Batman, um, where Robin basically takes over yeah. is kind of going to be their segue into Superman.
1: I've heard Chris Christopher Nolan has got his hands on this one, um, and he's he's gone out of his way to say um, these two universes these two universes are not connected, and I think that's. Their point in all of that, and I can see it, is that the the Christian Bale Batman universe doesn't mesh with the Man of Steel um, DC universe. Not at all. <laughs> and so I think it would just be smart for them to find somebody gravelly who can be a new Batman that they can, you know, either somebody who's got a very small appeal um, or is just not that well-known Um yeah, you know, Sam Witwer comes to mind, but he's got a very distinct chin, and I and I I think everybody it came would know to my who it is. mind
3: too. But I figured you guys were sick of hearing about that by now, so hey, I'm not I'm not going to great. I'm not <laughs> going to
1: say anything, but uh, Sam Witwer did uh, mention how he was rereading the extended edition version of James O'Barr's The Crow, so they are doing a Crow oh. remake. Now he's also just a, a oh, flat out. Me. He's a geek. <laughs> he he is an uber geek. Um. And and he is a geek through and through. I can vouch for that from from text conversations I've had back in the day. Um, but uh, you know, if if he were to play um, Eric from what I think I think he was just Eric in the comic, and they gave him the last name. Yeah, in the movie. they
3: gave him a last name in the movie.
1: Um, yeah, you know, he, he, it'd be interesting. I mean, I could see it, but you yeah, know, it but at the same time, I let, let's be real here. Sam whitworth has got got a very <laughs> distinct face. And that chin, I, I I can't see that being gothed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway,
3: I'm willing to give it a shot.
1: <laughs> oh, I would give it a shot. I th- I, but anyway, I think we've gotten distracted. Let's go back to DC. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you insist. Uh,
2: yeah. The year after Bats versus Supes, um, we're going to. I'm assuming we're going to take a more lighthearted venture into the DC universe with the flash. Uh. (laughs) Oh,
1: no. Oh, not that.
2: (laughs) Uh, Barry. Yeah. Don't know anything about it. Just that uh, that's the current uh, release schedule. And then the biggie the year after that, they are promising a justice league movie.
1: Yeah, whatever. (laughs) So that's
2: 2015, 2016, and 2017.
1: Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll, it, we'll see. I mean, it, this is coming from the same studios that uh, um, greenlit the Green Lantern. So, I uh, I I I I just I don't I don't think even though Warner Brothers owns DC Comics, I don't think Warner Brothers knows what the fuck to do with their comics. Just end of story. <laughs> It'd be best if they just went. We don't know what we're doing. We're just going to hand it over to DC, and let them create DC Studios. That Wouldn't would that be, be the amazing? S- Probably not. I still think the DC characters are so <laughs> unrelatable that they work well in comic form only. Yeah, and they'll get JJ Abrams, and then there'll be lens flare coming off of everything. <laughs> I, well, the Flash, it might actually work. You know, that's
3: true. <laughs> no. That's excellent.
1: All right, I'm done with DC. Let's move along. Speaking of Michael Keaton,
2: Michael Keaton,
1: RoboCop. He's the bad, he's the big bad in RoboCop. He's the 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 new or the reboot. It's uh, Michael oh, Keaton is. Oh, the. Oh,
2: sorry, I was thinking back to the old RoboCop. I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, one of the panels that I actually managed to come across was the RoboCop
1: panel. <laughs> Why and... does that shock me that you could just wander by and go, "Huh, what's this?" Oh shit, I'm stuck in the RoboCop panel
2: yeah
0: oh my god (laughs) i'm a punk now what the heck um and and that's basically what it it looks like it's just going to be this crazy dystopian you know society um and i i thought it looked like it was actually pretty good but apparently the the general public thought it looked terrible um they're taking a lot of the old themes from the original movie and they're kind of updating them and kind of changing things so that, uh, you
1: know, it, it's, it's
0: got a, a gritty
1: feel. Ooh, but, because the first Robocop didn't have a gritty feel. Yeah. His well, hand wasn't least. blown off by <laughs> yeah. a shotgun blast.
0: <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think
1: they're going very serious on this one. And I think that's where it's going to fail miserably. I read some some information on just like the um, Alex whatever I can't remember which deputy what his name was anyway I just remember that it was Alex Um, instead of him being killed and then rebuilt to be uh, Robocop apparently he's caught like in a a, um, uh, an IED and um, horribly, horribly injured, and so the only way to salvage him is to rebuild him, but his wife he didn 't die, so he 's still with his wife, and you know she 's sitting there thinking to herself you know i 've got the dildo in the nightstand, and I guess this is just a larger version of that, and so they stay <laughs> together i don 't know I know that there 's going to somehow going to be cyborg love problems. Yeah, And of course, you know, know, how do you... Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway? <laughs> but he's going to be like an anti-terrorism expert. So he's not really RoboCop. He'll be Robo Seal or Robo... But then he'd, Robo have to ba- win. <laughs> he'd have to balance a ball on the end of his nose. I know! <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, don't forget to oil him! <laughs> <So>
0: <laughs> his helmet turns into a...
1: <laughs> and he's all black and slick and everything. And it's just, it's just like, eh... Whatever. <laughs> All right, let's talk about TV.
0: TV. Yeah.
1: And and the big one,
0: the the most popular thing happening the entire weekend of Comic-Con was Shield. Yeah, Agents
1: of Shield.
0: Yes, which actually sounds pretty good in theory, but I didn't get to see any of the, like <laughs> the actual information behind it. Uh, I'm just kind of happy that that uh, what Phil is back.
1: Yeah, Agent Coulson. Yeah. yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see how they play that off. I know that you know I I remember having a conversation on Twitter with um, Patrick Stutzman and uh, um, a couple of other people and and talking about you know special guests and like what superheroes could they introduced into the series and Whedon came out and said, no, 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 This is, this is about the normal people in the superhero universes. So we're not going to be doing a hero of the week type of deal. And, and and, and I can accept that. But I think if once again, it, if, uh, Whedon is kind of being recognized as a God instead of just kind of like casually going, yeah, people seem to like you. We're going to change your projects. Yeah. I think he'll, he'll have a good, uh, Good control over it. So I, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be exciting. Um, but once again, I think this is going to be one of those situations where don't expect it to tie into anything that you've read before in the Marvel Universe.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to pull from any comic books or anything like that. But I think it'll definitely tie into, uh, you know, all their setup for the movies. Especially yeah. considering that they want to go through and actually find, um, find superheroes you know that's basically what the team does
1: so we'll we'll have to see how that pans out I mean if, this could be really great I mean uh, you know they could easily do villain of the week but you know if they're going to come up with the whatever that team of villains are that are all like construction team or construction um, workers based the <laughs> the demolition guys <laughs> the guy with the wrecking ball I don't remember the wrecking crew Jesus <laughs> Wasn't that an old Nintendo game with Mario? Never mind. Anyway, it was, and I can't believe I just remembered that. Um, Phineas and Ferb. Apparently, all things Disney will now be crammed with Star Wars goodness. Mm. (laughs) Um, I know Clayton was dying to talk about this. He had to step away for a moment. But um, Phineas and Ferb uh, will now have a Star Wars episode, which is... Uh, they've got an Avengers episode coming up, and and I just I I I just I I don't care. You know what? I saw Family Guy do Star Wars. Anything after that is, um, whatever. It's not like Star Wars hasn't been selling out since 1977.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, as I, much as I like Phineas and Ferb, I'm I'm right there with you.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Whatever. It's just it's just a cheap excuse to create something anyway um
2: exactly my point
1: yes oh welcome back okay
3: <laughs> there you go sorry didn't mean to
1: circumvent your point there <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know what's cool we got star wars now let's do this and let's do this and let's do this I was like whatever yeah. write the check
0: That's great yeah. next thing you know there's going to be phineas and firm star wars angry birds for avengers
1: they're going to be, like, the ultimate smashed-in crossover. <laughs> yeah. It'll happen.
0: How much can we sell? Okay, hey, let's put all these names together.
1: Let's come back to Warner Brothers' uh, good project that he actually is doing all right. Clayton, since you watch the series and I do not. Arrow? Uh, oh, Arrow. Uh,
2: <laughs> sorry. Um, for those that have been... Uh, um, waiting to see when Arrow was going to actually become
1: Green, Green Arrow
2: um, instead of just being a vigilante who wants to put an arrow in anybody he doesn't like. Um, it looks like from the trailer that we saw at San Diego Comic Con that we're going to get that uh, this season along with a plethora of villains and other heroes. Um As far as the villain side, uh, we've seen uh, tidbits for Bronze Tiger and Sebastian Blood, and right at the end of the trailer, we got to see Black Canary come in and beat the living snot out of everything in sight before throwing her blonde tresses to the side and disappearing off into the darkness.
1: It was amazing. (laughs) See, now this would be the smart thing for them to do, is to go back to the Justice League of America to just... Pull this green arrow and just throw him in there instead, and just say, "Guess what? Boom! There he is." If you want to know more about him? There's the TV series. Can
0: you imagine actually being able to pull that off? Like, no. And, and they're, just, <laughs> they're gonna <laughs> fall they on their never fucking tracks. And right. we still
1: won't. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that, uh, black and arrow. That's good. I'm, I'm I'm excited for this. So let's uh, let's move along. Now you said you were obsessed with Sherlock. bro. I am obsessed with Sherlock. I have not yet gotten into the series yet, but it <sighs> is on my list of many many things that I need to watch. I unfortunately <laughs> Copper is going to take precedence over Sherlock.
0: Copper is actually not bad either, but um you know, I I just I really like the way they're handling Sherlock. I've read all of the uh the little short stories um and i think they're doing an amazing job of actually interpreting it over
1: with that said you've re- you've read all the arthur conan doyle
0: a good stories? majority of them i may be missing a couple i'm proud of you good man yeah it's actually uh that was that was a goal in life the bucket list kind of deal <laughs> <laughs> um but i if if you haven't been watching it i won't give away stuff all you need to know is that they, you know, for the next season, the big cliffhanger.
1: Um, oh dear is, God, man! It's Britain. It's a series, not a season. Anyway, continue. Uh, I don't know.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm an American, and <laughs> I can't produce British. You're anything, American. So. <laughs> <I'm> American. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they're they're gonna explain a lot of stuff. Basically, Mufat was at the panel, and they sat there and said, you know. Um. He yes, he's he's back, and he's going to do some crazy stuff. And Watson and him are not going to really be all that great of friends for a while, hmm. so that'll make things rather interesting. And I I just think that's great. They're in the process of writing it. Uh, they've got the majority of the season written, but they haven't actually started filming because um, I'm terrible with with names. Uh, the one guy's in the Hobbit. He's Cumberbatch. filming Martin Freeman. Hey, Cumberbatch. Oh No, Cumberbatch isn't in the Hobbit. Is it yes, Cumberbatch? He is. It was Cumberbatch there.
1: is going to be the voice of Smog. Yeah, smog. Oh, okay.
0: Well, the other guy that's in the Hobbit then. Martin that Freeman. was a bad wave. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, they're basically they're filming other things right now. And they're filming very glorious things. So they haven't gotten back to that. But um Yeah, and and in case you are wondering. The big bad guy that's that's dead is is going to stay dead.
1: Would would that be would that be the the well known big bad guy? Yes. Okay. Unless he was on the next series we're going to talk about, then unless there was a shot to the head, he would be back. So, Walking Dead. <laughs> Love that. So segment. if
2: if you, if you are my wife, uh, <laughs> uh, you are, or if you're like my wife, you're obsessed with The Walking Dead. Um... And uh, SDC, yeah, the Comic-Con, uh, showed us uh, the next season's trailer. And if you follow the graphic novel, um, we're going to see a lot of key moments, uh, particularly with Rick, uh, coming up in this new season. And uh, that has made a lot of
1: Walking Dead fans squee with joy. And if you're familiar with the comic, you you know something is coming. So, we'll just put it that way.
2: Yes.
0: Yeah. Something glorious.
1: It will be interesting. I am excited. Um, I still need to watch season two, but it's on Netflix. And another one of those series I need to watch. So. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. now oh, These are on my list. <laughs> all right. I'm going to tap into uh, Courtney's opinions here. Because she was the one that, that <laughs> the next one tip yeah. me off to this so
3: there's Sci- the- sci-fi is apparently working on i think it was a uh i think they're doing a a short a a uh a movie and then which pilot for the series for a series based on 12 monkeys of all things uh that that
1: it's Unless Terry 90. Gilliam's involved it's not going to be fucked up enough for me to care.
3: Yeah, yeah, 95 was that movie with you know Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt. And, yeah, Terry Gilliam it's an odd choice to be it's making a TV series movie. of now. I think. Uh I liked the movie a lot, but I Yeah, why? Have they even
0: said like is it going to be based in the future
1: or they haven't said. They, they haven't
3: said anything really. Wow. Much other than hey, we're working on this. Isn't this awesome? Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't, uh, don't you have anything original? Yes. Is this what you got? Okay.
1: Make something new, you fuckheads.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much.
2: Hey, I, hey, I don't hey, know. Hey, it could hey, be hey. good. They made Sharknado. That was original. Oh. <laughs> 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 it, which is
3: I which, is, give, which right. is nothing compared to the up and coming Ghost Shark.
2: Go
1: shark. So, oh, ghost shark. Ghost shark.
3: Yes, yes, yes. He is no longer confined to the ocean. can come out of any water. Kind of like...
1: My problem oh. with these... Now, I know Sharknado is being released in theaters sometime in August. And, <laughs> and I know that here in Utah they have a place called Broovies, which is a cinema pub. So you can get drunk and, and see movies just before they hit the dollar theater. So Sharknado plays there. I might have to make some arrangement for it. But my only draw, my only problem so far is that there needs to be gratuitous nudity and violence in these movies, and then I'm all for them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but I would like. <laughs> <laughs> Whirly Shirley, good old uh, S girl is 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 in the chat room, and 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 just her comments about Ghost Hunters just gives me this idea of a movie where it starts off all serious for the first thirty minutes, like <laughs> Ghost Hunters, and then a ghost shark starts eating them all. They're trying to get EVPs. Why am I hearing this, <laughs> <done> on <laughs> done What on. I
3: want to see, I've been I've been told that Ghost Shark you know can come out of any body of water. What I want to see is Ghost Shark meets the Wonder Twins. <laughs> <laughs> i would i would pay i would pay good money for that that's that's what i think we need yeah. uh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay and then uh we got a couple of other little bits of um tv and then we'll talk uh, we'll actually talk comics you know because you know comic con um yeah, whatever. let's wrap these two <laughs> up pretty quick here because we're we're, we're getting close to the end
0: well, okay, yeah. so the the big one that I actually really like is Legends of Korra. If you are a fan of uh, Avatar. the Avatar, then this is kind of the sequel to that. Um, they're coming out with a second season, and they've basically said that, hey, it's going to be surrounding the spirit world, and that sounds really cool to me. Um, and so we're going to
2: see more of uh, of Rabbit Samurai? Probably, yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs>
0: um, I, I think they're probably going to go more around, um, you know, like where where Aang is going to train her. I think, but that's you know that's me just throwing it out there.
1: And Aang was the primary character in Avatar: The that's, Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah, I uh, know this, but this is just Avatar. In case. Definitely do,
0: yeah. Um, while I was at Comic-Con, actually the first two panels that I saw were uh, Intelligence, a a pilot about a guy who actually gets a computer put in his brain. And uh, while the, the premise was actually pretty good and it had some some good writing moments, I don't really think that it's going to catch on too well. You don't think um, it's
1: even going to get picked up?
0: I think it will get picked up. It's got a lot of pretty people in it. And that's about all it's got going for it. Um,
2: but didn't they already do this with uh what's his name the guy who worked at Best Buy? Oh Chuck. Oh yeah, Chuck. Chuck. <laughs> yeah, what well, yeah, isn't this just a smarter version of Chuck?
0: Yes. That's um it's it's Chuck except he's actually in the CIA and has all the tools of such and you know, it's not he's not just working in, you know, Circuit City. He's uh He's he's actually an agent, you know, and he's gonna have to fight a ridiculously hot, you know, chick with the same
1: thing in her head.
0: So, I yeah. I've already,
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, uh, at this point, boom. unless unless somehow they're going to reboot Automan into the series, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <definitely>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Um. The, the second pilot that I watched was Starcrossed, and I just – I had to mention it because it was so ridiculous. It was great. Um, <laughs> basically, think of District 9 meets Romeo and Juliet, ah! but without the, like, really good alien CGI. Oh, so no <laughs> cat <cow> food. <laughs> These aliens are aliens and – um, the way you can tell they're aliens is, you know, they have tattoos, and and that's oh. that was the
3: extent because of that's it. Smart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know.
0: Um, so that was that was a really big joke amongst us for the, for the whole weekend was star crossed. Uh, so all right, I think I think we made it to the the comics.
1: <laughs> okay, this in in classic <laughs> Geekhead Radio, um. <laughs> manner, we're going to blast our way through this and be about as half-assed (laughs) as possible.
2: Yep. So, most of the... Unfortunately, San Diego Comic-Con is going away from comics, so the really interesting stuff is... whatever. Yeah, is really uh, few and far between. Um, Some of the more interesting things that uh, were brought out is we're going to see Batgirl Year Zero which is going to focus around uh, Barbara Gordon um, growing up in a city where Batman and the Joker and all the rest of the guys are fighting. Move. Um, so <laughs> Just we're, move out of the city. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I hear uh, 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 Starling City is a good place to go. They only shoot you with arrows there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, so th- it'll be interesting to see how that goes. It's, it's definitely targeted at a younger audience since uh, Barbara uh, is going to start uh, as a, uh, a 15, 16-year-old uh, girl. Yeah. So. All right. so we'll see. Um, Image Comics, uh, their big announcement is they are going to push to go wholly away from uh, the superhero genre. Uh, and stick to things that uh, um, they think are more substantive. Uh, uh, Examples, uh, the big one being Walking Dead. They want to go towards that type of storytelling and and stay away from what they see as, as becoming old and stale, the superhero genre
1: it's oversaturated and they tried I mean they were really instrumental in in revitalizing the comics industry in the 90s but we ended up with way too many belt pouches and 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 no feet and tiny ankles and giant torpedo boobs thanks to image comics so um, you know it's
0: time to go away yeah image comics is um pretty much the only uh, publisher that that I would actually have a poll on. You know, I don't read DC or Marvel anymore because it's just a lot of rehash stuff, but Image Comics has Chew. That's one of my favorite comic books. Uh, the Walking Dead's amazing. They're all story based, and I'm really glad that they're doing this.
1: You've heard it from a comic fan. Alright, yes. and then uh, the uh, Marvel X-Men panel live? What did we come up with? Yes! At?
2: Um... They brought up uh, a few interesting uh, tidbits. Um, uh, The announcement of Wolverine killable. Um, We'll start seeing that here before the end of the year. Basically, the premise is something has gotten into Logan and he is now everybody knows that um, you can kill him and basically it's going to be a versus comic where there's going to be a person or persons of the week that are going to try to kill Logan.
1: <laughs> the only way that um, I'm going to give a shit is that if they actually kill off Wolverine successfully and keep him dead for a couple of years. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, it's not going to well, happen, well, but I mean, it's like, no. at this point, it's <laughs> like, what What else can you do with Wolverine? He's already become a fucking babysitter. You know, it's... <laughs> it's
3: which is which is the, down, the downfall of any action hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, they, did, they did the they did the child the equivalent of the child movie with Wolverine. That's too bad. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they just uh, need
1: at this point Wolverine. Um, it, it, he's like Homer Simpson at this point. It's going to be a different job of the week, or you know, different whatever. <laughs> uh, they teased the second one
2: and then let everybody down, saying Nightcrawler's crawler's returning. And then immediately said, no, not really. We're going, to, we're going to do a comic about his dad as a demonic pirate.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: <laughs> Alrighty. Um, I didn't know Nightcrawler uh, so, was dead, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, Nightcrawler's dad as a pirate.
1: Or dead or are, Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, and going back to the first one, Wolverine is going to die in the next year. Mm. Um, and uh, Deadpool's going to do it. Right. Right. Um, in uh, uh Deadpool is about to go into uh a storyline that they're calling the good, the bad, and the ugly, and as part of that series, they have promised to kill off Logan
1: I think he's supposed to like kill off everybody that appears in his comic from what I've heard <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like a giant what if yeah so
2: we'll we'll see how that goes um the last uh one uh was uh the announcement that the X-Factor storyline is going to come to an end at the end of this year. Um, uh, Newsrama said that the, and I don't follow X-Factor, so um, that they have been going strong for, with the current series for 10 years. um, And they feel that it's time to uh,
1: tie up all the loose ends and
2: uh, end the series in an appropriate way. And,
1: and no, unless I, I thought uh, X X uh, oh X Factor X Factor, sorry, never mind. I was thinking of X Force. I couldn't keep the them X? all straight.
2: Whatever. Yeah, there's all there's all a whole bunch of X's in there. You know, X you know something. The, the, yeah, the triple X Force is coming next. I'm sure. You should
1: have all the jilted <laughs> all the jilted lovers of the Marvel comics get together and be the X Force. Ex and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Mm. <laughs> no. Ugh. All right. I'm done with comics.
2: Let's, let's wrap this up with one, one big explosion of gaminess.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's going to be an explosion of cheap gaminess because we once upon a time had this mission statement that we were going to try and make things cheap and accessible. So a couple of things. I've talked about the Defiance television show a number of times, but not as much as I could have. Um this Friday I was digging around in my email box and saw that Defiance, the video game, for a PC download, is down to nine ninety nine. Um and I figured, eh, why the fuck not? I like the show. Um let's see what it is. It's basically a giant MMO shooter, kind of similar to uh uh, borderlands to some degree with a lot of weapon modification and some ability switches. And I'm not sure how long it'll keep my attention, but for at least the last two days I've been having a lot of fun. There's no subscription. It ties into the story plots of the television series. Uh, so if you're looking for something cheap on your PC to goof around with and, and and potentially not take too seriously or just pick up you know, every month or so, uh, give it a shot. Ten bucks... Hard to uh, say no to that. Cool?
0: Yeah, they actually had a. Uh, uh, the Defiance, like, cafeteria or whatever you want to call it. Whatever that place is in the show.
1: The Need Want. You eat. The, 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 <laughs> the, the. The. The brothel? Uh, no, not the brothel.
0: Darn! <laughs> uh, uh, That's too but, bad. Yeah. <laughs> San Diego had had the actual restaurant with like, you know, defiance type food and stuff like that. It was kinda of fun. Do. They had a lot of people walking around in, in costumes.
1: Hmm. Uh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Alright, and what's this other one that's in beta good old So thing. Oh, it's um, you?
0: One of the Yeah, it's me. Ha. <laughs> Fooled you. Uh one of the other things I actually did while I was at Comic-Con was the Wildstar panel. And if you haven't heard of the game Wildstar, you, you really need to check it out, especially if you like stuff like uh, you know World of Warcraft. Um, it's made by the team that originally did Vanilla WoW. Uh, I went to an after-party. It was Vanilla the same after-party WoW? that I ran into Peter Dinklage. And these developers were so cool and super nice and they let us play the game for a very long time and it was a lot of fun. Um, they, they're, they're basically taking all of these MMO concepts that everybody's doing and saying, mm, not so much. We're going to go over here and do our own thing. So check it out. You know, Just see if it's the type of game that you might want to play because I want all my friends doing it. Most of them listen to this podcast, so
2: yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> peer pressure. Yeah, you mentioned yeah. <laughs> new comment, uh, new combat mechanics. Uh, can you give so, us an example?
0: So instead of just being, you know, button mashing to its rolling best, rolling your
1: face on the keyboard. It,
0: yeah, you, um, you're, you're basically going to have these like patterns that drop down in front of you when you do a combat. You know, move, and so you know, you're know you swiping your sword in an arc, and so you have to get the animal or whatever you're fighting into that arc, and then the animal's also going to do that, so you have to dodge out of the way or else you will die a horrible, horrible death.
1: So it's like a um, guitar hero, the MMO? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they, they also have some, you know, just random things where you're running through the world and the other faction um, is looking for anybody to shoot and so there are these just like uh, light fields that if you accidentally walk into they immediately turn red and you have to figure out how to get out of there really quick uh, or, or you're gonna die a lot of stuff ends with you're gonna die <laughs> Go figure combat system <laughs>
1: <laughs> so well, it it'll be worth checking out. We'll have to keep an eye on that. So,
0: yeah, I it's, do think it's going to be one of the next major uh, MMOs if they can manage, you know, if they can manage to actually pull off some of the stuff they're claiming they're going to pull off.
1: So, all right. Well, I think that will about do it for Geekhead Radio episode twenty four, but really episode twenty three. Um, (laughs) 24-ish 24-ish we can count, we swear it's a Preacher 23 conundrum coming in and just meshing them all together or something so um, but uh, if you had been listening to the whatever, the Joe Caroni one um, I hinted to this at the top of the podcast Um, he has so graciously sent us some prizes to give out to the listeners now we haven't quite come up with the the perfect plan but we've had some ideas and I've had uh, a good friend of, me- of mine recommend a method for uh, coming up with a good contest but I want to tell you what the the prizes will be are we ready?
3: do it! do we need a drum roll?
1: <laughs> I should have had one ready okay so he sends me this nice wonderful tube I open it up and unroll out well let's just put it this way Joe Caroni said that he was going to be doing a limited edition exclusive print for Celebration 2 Europe, and that was that of Slave Leia being yanked on a chain by Boba Fett. And I saw this art and just drooled all over it and said, oh god, I wish I could make this. I wish I could buy this. I wish this could be mine. And lo and behold, we have two, two signed limited edition posters of this print. There is only 250 in print. So, and uh, from my understanding is that they went really, really fast. And they were selling for about 50 euros, so whatever that conversion is. So um, anyway, we're going to have two of those available for our listeners. So um, it, it is going to tie directly into us trying to get you know more people aware of this podcast because, I mean, we've got a devoted following. Six about sixty six bucks. Thank you so much, and um, if you can come up with some amazing ways to get more people aware of Geekhead Radio, um, you know we'll we'll throw that into the contest. But uh, keep keep an eye on the Facebook page. Hint 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 hint, and uh, we'll keep you posted on it. But That's we'll how much
3: run... We love you, our listeners. We're going to give these away. as much as it pains us i know it it
1: hurts us courtney and clayton were sending me (laughs) messages about how they were going to come up with an elaborate plan to break into my house to get these yes yeah (laughs) and i desperately want to hold on to one and i could could have conveniently said oh he sent one (laughs) but (laughs) alas i shall not
3: all that to, all that means is after Clayton and I broke into your house, we'd have to duel to the death.
1: Well, thank you again, listeners, for tuning into Geekhead Radio. And thank you, Josh Garr, Brew, for joining us. And um, looking forward to your future articles and sound bits on Kickstarter. Yeah, so am I, and you guys are welcome. I had a blast. Awesome. Alright, so I think it's time to tie things up at about an hour and 45 minutes, which isn't too bad, being as we got distracted. So, this is Preacher23 reminding you, don't just embrace your inner geek, make mad dirty love to it.
2: And thanks for getting another wonderful piece ahead from Geekhead. And this
3: is Courtney reminding you that a tentacle in the hand is worth two in the... never mind. Terminate
2: transmission of Geekhead Radio.